Welcome to the Musa Stories Podcast, delivering short, compelling stories designed for children to discuss with their parents and for parents to discuss with their children. This is going to be a story about Pasha's Pukudet. But let's take a running jump. Let's go back to Pasha's Kisisa. You know the Bnei Yisrael, they did in Aveira. One of the worst in history, the Cheto Egel. But now they feel bad about it. And they wonder, will Hashem ever forgive them? I mean, just a few weeks after agreeing never to do a Vodazara, and they go and make a golden calf and worship it? Ooh, they really regret it now. So when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to pray for the Bnei Yisrael, they were really hopeful. But would Hashem love them just like before? Would Hashem rest his shechin upon them once more? What about the clouds of glory? Would they return? Could they get another set of luchos as a prize for accepting the Torah? The first ones were broken. So when Moshe Rabbeinu came down the mountain with two more luchos, the Bnei Yisrael was sure glad. But not only that, it was Yom Kippur. It was the 10th of Tishrei, and Moshe Rabbeinu told the Bnei Yisrael, Hashem says, Solachti, I forgive you. Now they were really happy, but the best happened on the next day, the day after Yom Kippur. Moshe Rabbeinu called a meeting with every last Jew. They all came together, and Moshe Rabbeinu first gave them a shear about keeping Shabbos. Then he said, I've got a surprise for you all. Hashem must love you so much because he's coming down here to live in our camp. He wants to have a tent like all of you have tents. So we'll set up a tent for Hashem in the middle of our camp. Can you believe your ears? Yes, he's moving down from Shemayim. Hashem is coming to live on earth. No, not just anywhere, not with the Goyim. He's coming to live among his children. You guys, the Bnei Yisrael, are his beloved children. But we have to build him a nice tent. He's going to want karbonos and a lamp and a table and a few more holy things. Moshe Rabbeinu told them, I have exact instructions from Hashem how everything is supposed to be made. Hashem even showed me some pictures. So first we need some donations. Gold, silver, wood. You can find the list at the beginning of Pasha's Terumah. Kids, can you imagine how excited the Bnei Yisrael must have felt? They ran, men, women, and children, to donate, 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 with tremendous simcha. It caused crowds that even got out of control. And there was just too much. The people in charge of receiving the donations told Moshe about it. An announcement was made. Stop bringing donations. We have enough. Then the work began. Kids, there were three groups of workers. The chief workers were Betzalel and Ohaliyov. Betzalel was just a teenager, but he was full of wisdom. From Shevet Yehuda. And Ohaliyov was from Shevet Dan. The second group were the Chachmelev, wise men of heart. And the third group were wise women, working with threads and cloth. Once they finished all the work, they were expecting to see the Shekhinah come down and rest on their project. But no Shekhinah. The people were nervous. What does it mean, no Shekhinah? The people went to the Chachmelev. Don't just sit there. Get the Mishkan standing, they said. We need the Shekhinah to come rest on it. The Chachmelev tried to put the Mishkan into a standing position, 
but it just fell over. Right away, everyone went to Betzalel and Ohaliov. You two, come and erect the Meshkan. You made it. Maybe your skus can get it standing. Nope. Betzalel and Ohaliov couldn't do it. The thing just wouldn't stand. Kids, Hashem was making this happen. Just to gladden Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe was feeling bad that he hadn't contributed in making anything for the Mishkan. So listen to what happened. A certain group of Yidin started suspecting Moshe Rabbeinu of tricking them. They thought, What do we expect? That Hashem is going to come all the way down from the Elyonim to this muddy little earth planet and live in a tent made of goat's hair? Uh, ben Amram was just... They called Moshe by his last name only. Ben Amram. It's not respectful. They said, Ben Amram was just getting us to spend all of our money and keeping us busy with this Mishkan for nothing. Everyone had tried to do what they could to erect the Mishkan. The Bnei Yisrael were really chalashing to have the Shekhinah come camp with them. It meant so much to them, but no one could accomplish it. So this is what the people did. The Bnei Yisrael got organized and picked up each piece of the Mishkan and its many vessels and carried it all the way to Moshe Rabbeinu's base on Medrash. He was there sitting with Aaron and his four sons. Moshe Rabbeinu was talking to them about being Kohanim. All of the old Sadiqim, the Zakenim, were also there in Moshe Rabbeinu's base on Medrash. The Bnei Yisrael said, We're sorry to disturb, but everything is finished. We made it, like you told us to. Here, we brought you every last piece of the Mishkan. Moshe, please inspect it. Is anything missing? We can't figure out why the Mishkan won't stand. They showed Moshe the tent drapes along with its equipment, its hooks, beams, crossbars, pillars, and bases. You know, the tent had a roof on top of it made of animal skin. Well, they showed that to Moshe Rabbeinu too. They showed Moshe the Oroin and its carrying poles and the Kapiris with the Kruvim on top. They showed the table and its equipment and the lechem that they made. They showed Moshe Rabbeinu the golden menorah and its lamps and its utensils, plus the special lighting oil. Also, Moshe examined the golden mizbeach with the Shemana Mishcha and the keturis powder. The Bnei Yisrael had Moshe look at the copper mizbeach and all of its equipment and the wash pot and its base. Oh, much, much, much more around the Mishkan's courtyard, including the clothing for the Kohen Godol and the Kohen Hedyot. Each piece, big and small, was inspected carefully by Moshe. The Bnei Yisrael had not one mistake. They had made it all exactly as Hashem had commanded Moshe. Well done, Moshe said. Everything is perfect. So the Bnei Yisrael complained. So why isn't the Mishkan standing? Betzalel and Oholiov tried. The Chachmelev tried. Everyone tried. But the Mishkan keeps falling over. What does it mean, Moshe? The Shekhinah not going to come? Moshe also didn't know. It upset him. What could be the matter? Finally, Hashem told Moshe, Don't worry, Moshe. Nothing's wrong. I still want to rest my Shekhinah on the Mishkan. It's just that I want you to erect it. You didn't get any jobs for yourself. And I want the Bnei Yisrael to know that the Mishkan can only stand by you erecting it, Moshe. Moshe asked Hashem, Ribbono Shaloylam, 
It's impossible for one man to erect the entire Mishkan. Even though I am 15 feet tall and quite strong, I only have two arms. Who will hold up the tent while I put the beams in the sockets? And I can't get my hand around those two-foot-wide beams. And they're too heavy for me, even using both my arms. How am I going to do it alone? Hashem told Moshe, Moshe, you just go through the hand motions, and I'll make the Mishkan cooperate by itself. And kids, that's what Hashem wrote in Pasha's Pekudei. Vayokem Moshe es mishkan And Moshe stood up the Mishkan. And when the Mishkan finally stayed standing, the Shekhinah cloud came in and filled it up. The Bnei Yisrael now knew that Hashem had no anger left in his heart against them. Before the Mishkan, there was distance between Hashem and the people, a bit of hatred between Hashem and the people, and it seemed like Hashem was against us. But now, says Hashem, now that the Mishkan is made, there is only love between me and my children, and peace between me and my children. Kids, we learn two lessons from this true story. Number one, If you don't like what your teacher is doing, you mustn't call him or her by the last name. Always maintain your respect. Lesson number two. Any job we do, it's just like Moshe. It's just going through the hand motions. Our amuna is that Hashem is the source of all power. It's an illusion when you, for example, grip a pickle jar and it opens up. It's not you. It's not your strength. It only appears that way. Hashem is the Balkhus Kulam. And he loves us. He cherishes us. And the day that the Mishkan was built, he forgave us and is with us even in the Gaurus. <laughs>